because it had to be something in inward inside of you that you tapped into to make you start shifting your mind and start opening up the possibility. So what was it? Yeah. So for those, this is everything to me. For those that don't know what it, what inner child work is or what an inner child is, I believe that we are every year that we've ever been inside of us. So me, Sabrina, I have a one-year-old Sabrina, a two-year-old, a seven-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 22-year-old, a 27-year-old, a 30-year-old, a 38-year-old Sabrina inside of me. And each one of my Sabrinas has lived for a year. I have a picture with that, with that Sabrina. I know exactly what she looks like. I know exactly what she likes to do. And for those of you that have been triggered, who have heard of the word trigger, know what trigger is, a lot of times the reason that we get triggered is because when something happens or when something is said, that Sabrina pops up and it is no longer me. It is no longer this Sabrina. It is now my 22 year old Sabrina who's now getting defensive and freaking out and raising her voice or getting quiet or doing something in the fight, flight, freeze mode because that's what she learned and she's very strong. So what I have learned to do over the course of five or so years is I have learned Aluva Immune was actually something that was requested by our affiliates. Right now, people are more aware of their health than ever before. And you have to have the best immune system to help support all that's going on. Hi, I'm Malaysia. I am a realtor and I'm also a mother of four. After speaking with my friend, and I mentioned to her how I'm always having to take a bunch of different types of vitamins for myself and for my children. She mentioned Aluva Immune. This covered everything from immune support to energy. I get my vitamin D, my vitamin C, my zinc, all in one. Not only that, the confidence that it gave me, knowing that my kids were safe and protected against all the germs that they were going to be coming in contact with at school. Vitamins aren't as easy to take for children as they are for adults. Luckily, with Aluva Immune, it's as simple as a dropper. My children love it. It tastes great, and it's so easy to administer. It has my back, and I know I can trust it to support myself and my children. Introducing Community App. Community App is an all-in-one app that lets you easily create and promote any type of class in your local community. The login slash sign up page where you can sign up or login. Details that are needed for sign up, name, email address, password, location, interest. You can select as many as possible interest, boxing, workout, painting, jogging, and so on. After sign up connect your Stripe account or you can skip it and connect it later. Welcome to your dashboard. Things you can do from dashboard. You can create class. See class requests. Switch theme. Settings. Check your earnings. Visit www.community.com to get started or download the community app from Google Play Store or App Store. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tina Ramley Show and Podcast. I am so excited to you to bring 
this amazing woman. She is so inspiring and it's going to help you be able to walk through your purpose. So you know how we do it. They have to make a positive impact. They have to be doing some amazing things because we want you to be inspired. We want you to know that you can do what you need to do. So this guest is not just like any other, okay? Her name is Sabrina Victoria, and she went from a struggling single mom to escaping a 13-year narcissistic abusive relationship. Sabrina's tenacity and optimistic spirit has inspired fans worldwide and helped endless amount of people break through and discover their own untapped talents and immersed potential. Now she's the creator and CEO of Human Better 365, a human transformation company, and she's the creator of Sober Society, her nation communities, and she also hosts her version, her version podcast. Sabrina is dedicated to giving people the tools they need to rise and human better to be to rise to be better humans and she's also a speaker and an entrepreneur and an author so without further ado let's bring on to the stage the amazing the phenomenal sabrina victoria welcome to the show <laughs> girl i love your intro so fun Thank you. Thank you so much. But I'm more excited about you because you're, you're just learning about what you have went through being in a 13 year narcissistic relationship. And we are hearing that term a lot now, narcissistic, because years ago, go 10, 15 ago, we really weren't hearing that term a lot. But we're realizing now in, in the present, so many of us have been going through that, whether we realize it or not. And it's individuals like you who help people who don't know be able to identify and know how to successfully get themselves out. So Victoria, with everything that you do, why do you feel that community is so important? Well, it goes back to my story. So if I can tell just a smidgen of my story. Really <laughs> I love it. At the age of 20, I got pregnant with no husband, emphasis on the no husband part. And because of that, I was disassociated from my entire family and my entire community. Everything that I had ever known was just pulled from under me. And I led this stereotypical single mom broke life of negative $172 in my bank account at any given time, car getting repoed out of the parking lot, evictions notices at my apartment door every other month, suicidal thoughts, dealing with postpartum, but not knowing about postpartum. So literally just thinking I was like the worst psycho mother ever because of all just the horrible thoughts that go through your head. And um, I somehow did that for a year or two. I have no idea how I survived that. Uh, but uh, right around that time, I met a man. And that man I thought to me was uh, what thought was given to me by God because he had money. Mm -hmm. And um, long story short, within a very short amount of time, he convinced me to leave my place, move in with him, quit my job, start working for him, get rid of my phone, use his phone, get rid of my car, use his car. With a very short amount of time, he controlled every single aspect of my life. I had nothing in my name and I owned nothing. And the verbal abuse, mental abuse, emotion, um, sexual abuse, and fi uh, financial abuse were out of this world. I had no idea what was happening to me because I wasn't getting hit. So even though it felt incredibly abusive, 
-hmm. I didn't know that like, that's what this was. So one day I'm on the floor in my bathroom on the ground, having a total mental breakdown, the kind where you're like crying and screaming at the same time, just like freaking the F out. And I pulled out my phone. I always say Google saved my life. I Googled, why is my boyfriend bullying me? Because I didn't know any other vernacular other than that. And the entire world of abuse just hit me right in the face, along with codependency, along with high empathetic vibes, along with no money, no voice, no confidence, no self-esteem. I dove headfirst into personal development. It took me four years. I opened up a secret bank account. I started three online secret businesses. And over the course of that time, I was able to save 50 grand, which does not seem like a lot of money. But to me, I literally felt like a millionaire. And just one random day I escaped. I took my son, our clothes and my bicycle, and I started all over again with a mattress on the floor. Community to me is everything because it's what I didn't have for 20 plus years of my life. I was lacking um, a network and a community of individuals that I could go to when I was feeling lost, when I was feeling like there was no one to turn to, when I was feeling like everything that I was going through was unique to me. And nobody had ever gone through any of this before, so nobody understands. And what I've really found now on the other side of my story is my story is not unique. And there are tons and tons of individuals who have a very similar story to me. However, because I wasn't in contact with them, because I didn't have a network, because of the complete isolation that I was in during my single mom years and during this um, abusive relationship, I had no one to ask. So I talk about the importance of community. I talk about the importance of networking. I talk about the importance of being curious and asking questions all the time to all the people, because those are the things that really shorten the amount of time that we're in darkness. Mm, that's, that's powerful. And the fact that all of this progression that happened and you didn't realize and the fact that you didn't have community uh, centered around you, you weren't able to uh, get that. I would like to say that voice box, someone to kind of say, hey, that's not right. Okay. Exactly. And you mentioned that he never put his hands on you. So therefore we automatically associate abuse with physical contact. And what I have found out is that um, we're speaking with so many different people is that the mental, the mental abuse, the control, yeah. that type of abuse can be even worse than someone physically putting their hands on you, even though that's bad as well, because we're not minimizing it because that's bad as well. But they said that the impact is so great because it affects your whole being, your health, your mind, you, you feel like you're going crazy, but yet you look okay. No one can say, hey, Sabrina, she has a black eye. She needs yep. help. And so, uh, and they said for some of the women, they said the longevity of it, it takes years. And some people never truly get themselves out of it because the emotional stamp is so deep. And so what I know, I heard you say it took you about four years of saving. You was able to get your son. 
away uh, and basically you had a mattress in your back and you just saved $50,000. And that is a lot of money for someone who <laughs> was codependent on someone else and their money and been able to, to be able to kind of like hot stash it away for yeah. four years, girl. You good. Yeah. Running some businesses. You, you good. I heard that what you said. I heard what you said. I'm like, that was some genius moves right there. <laughs> And the fact that he didn't catch it, wow. And yeah. so, so that's why you're so passionate about talking about this topic. So uh, I like the fact that you said something about women. We should brag about ourselves when necessary, when starting a business. And mostly society tells us you shouldn't brag on yourself. You shouldn't be uh, overly confident. So why do you go like on the total left side with this narrative saying, no, I don't care what they say. I don't care what the popular statement is. You should brag on yourself if you have a business, sis. So tell me why you feel that way. Absolutely. I really do feel like it is our obligation. If we have a story, if you have a means to inspire, to uplift in any way, it could be with health, it could be mental, emotional health, could be physical health, could be relationships, self-love, romance, friendship. It could be money. It could be business. There is, when you know something that other people don't know, you have an obligation as a human being to make sure that your knowledge gets to the right people. And the only way to make sure that that knowledge gets to the right people is if you say all the things all of the time. And until we reach a point where other people are bragging for us, saying our quotes for us, then we have an obligation to make sure that we're getting that knowledge heard. You know, we can't all know all the things, right? We can't read all of the books, but we are all enduring stuff. You know, just because I have one path or two paths of my journey down legit doesn't mean that there aren't other parts of my world that aren't, that can't use some sort of tidying up in some way. Mm -hmm. And the only way to make sure that we're living in a, in a, in, on a journey of eights and nines and tens is to be pulling the information that we need from other people when they say it out loud. That is that is great because when you think about you, I, the thing that, that resonated with me, what you just said is that we have an obligation. And I'm a firm believer in that everybody that's on this earth is put on this earth for a purpose and they're here to help a certain amount of people. And if you don't do what you're supposed to do, then those people is not going to get what they need because you're the only one that can give it to them in the way that they need in order for them to accept it. So it is selfish for us if we do not share, if we do not um, inspire, if we do not try to make a positive impact. We can't help if they don't listen, but at least we know we did our part. And so the fact that you recognize that in many times when ones come out narcissistic relationships, they get in a mindset of self-pity, low self-worth, and it's very hard for them to kind of go outside of themselves in order to be of assistance to someone else. So what type, how did it look for you on that journey? Uh, because I know you didn't get here overnight. So how, how was that, how did that journey look? The confident Sabrina that we see today 
from the Sabrina of 13 years ago? What what did you have to do? What steps you had to do in order to kind of like pull yourself out? Yeah, it was a total mess. And I think it's important for people to know that it's a total mess. And out of that mess, you can still rise. Um, the biggest thing that I had to get rid of is this mindset of victimhood, blaming everybody else. First, blaming God, blaming my church, blaming my parents, blaming my friends and family, blaming my abuser, blaming my situation in my bank account, always having a an external reason why I wasn't where I was supposed to be. Mm. It was everybody else's fault and everything else's fault, except for my fault. And when I really started to turn the mirror in the opposite direction and look at me and the power that I had, minus all the other obstacles, right? The situation that I was in with my abuser, oh my gosh, it was literally like a prison. He'd watch everything that I did. He was taking note of everywhere that I went. He was keeping track of things. I had to prove receipts to prove where I was, when I was. And anybody that was in my situation could have looked around and been like, there's no way. I have no wiggle room. There's no way that I could possibly get away with doing anything outside of this relationship. He's just microscope microscope on me at all times. So I had to get creative. I had to step outside the persona that I was and think, what if it wasn't possible? What if I could? What would it look like? And that's what I really implore people to do when you're in any sort of situation and you're feeling like you're trapped, you're feeling like there's no way out. What if you could, what would that look like? And get creative with that. Allow your mind to think of what if scenarios, not that the scenario is going to work, but what if it did work? And what happens is when you allow your mind to sit in a space of going from, I can't to how can I, or how could I, it really allows your mind to think of so many different ways to be able to do that. You know, so me starting out collecting money was literally on eBay. That was the first thing I did. I would just take little pictures of my clothes and my little kids toys. And I just silently post them online. It would take me a minute, five minutes, 30 minutes here and there throughout the day when he's watching TV, went to the gas station, went out to grab food. And I would take pictures of things. I'd list them for an amount. Everything was routed into my secret bank account. When I would get a purchase, I'd take a little envelope. I'd take a little bit of tape. I'd print up the thing. I'd take the item, shove it in a little grocery bag from Walmart, throw it in the backseat of my car like it was no big deal and send it off. So $10 here, $15 here, $2 here, $30 here is what really got me to thinking, oh my gosh, I'm doing it. I'm mother effing doing it. I couldn't even believe it. And then once I gained the confidence of, I have the ability to be able to make money outside of him, then my mind just went crazy. Then I'm looking at all kinds of things to be able to create for myself to be able to get little bits of money just dropping into my account. That is remarkable because what I hear is that you did a complete mindset shift. 
And that is required in order for you to be able to get yourself out of the situation. So you went inward instead of outward. So basically what you're saying is that you stop blaming everyone and everything else. And then you made yourself accountable. You made sure that you was intentional on what you did, even though you had, like you said, mentioned a microscope over your head, you still got very creative to figure out ways in which you could literally be able to make money up underneath his nose and be able to be empowered and start opening your mind to see, oh my God, I'm making money. I can do this. I can be independent. This is how it feels. I have hope. Okay. For not only yourself, but most importantly, your son as well to let him see. That's very important that he saw you pull Mm -hmm. your stuff out of the mire. And now looking at you being so productive and seeing the strong woman that you are today. So when I think about everybody has like, they call it different things, but some people call it the inner child. Or some people say your, your younger version of you. When you think about that, why is, why is that? I would say is so important to you because it had to be something in inward inside of you that you tapped into to make you start shifting your mind and start opening up the possibility. So what was it? Yeah. So for those, this is everything to me. For those that don't know what it is, what inner child work is or what an inner child is, I believe that we are every year that we've ever been inside of us. So me, Sabrina, I have a one-year-old Sabrina, a two-year-old, a seven-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 22-year-old, a 27-year-old, a 30-year-old, a 38-year-old Sabrina inside of me. And each one of my Sabrinas has lived for a year. I have a picture with that, with that Sabrina. I know exactly what she looks like. I know exactly what she likes to do. And for those of you that have been triggered, who have heard of the word trigger, know what trigger is. A lot of times the reason that we get triggered is because when something happens or when something is said, that Sabrina pops up and it is no longer me. It is no longer this Sabrina. It is now my 22-year-old Sabrina who's now getting defensive and freaking out and raising her voice or getting quiet or doing something in the fight, flight, freeze mode because that's what she learned and she's very strong. So what I have learned to do over the course of five or so years is I have learned that these women have saved me. All of my Sabrinas, when I was 22, when I was 25, when I was 28, where I wanted to kill myself, when I wanted to drive my car off a bridge, when I wanted to run away, when I didn't want to do this anymore, when I wanted to end my life, when I wanted to do something completely irrational. And that Sabrina, when she was 20 years old and just 28 years old and just totally broken and has no family and no community and no one to turn to. And her supposed boyfriend is sexually coercing her in the bedroom and making her do things that she doesn't want to do. And her having to leave her body in order to endure that. She did that for me. She did that for the me now. And I have a duty now as Sabrina now to have a safe space for all of those Sabrinas, for them to be able to hear me, for them to be able to count on me, for them to be able to feel stability in who I am now. I have done the work. I have shown up. I am 
structured. I am stable. I have all of my stuff in a row and there's nothing to be scared of anymore. And now I can show up as the leader of all of my inner children. And I can say, listen, I understand that whatever was said or whatever's done triggered, triggered you. However, we're not that person anymore. You can now go rest. You can now kick back and do yoga. You can now kick back and read a book. You can now kick back and go play with your Barbies or whichever one is causing some sort of confrontation. And I can now stand as the leader of those Sabrinas and allow all of them to recognize that I'm moving forward in a powerful way in my world for them as a thank you, as a gratitude for never giving up for continuing to get up, for continuing to show up, for continuing to stay positive and everything that I am creating, everything that I am building is for them and for the female community as a whole. That is the first time I ever heard anyone explain in a child in such a detailed, comprehensive way I'm literally, as you was actually sharing uh, that illustration of the inner child, I could literally, when you said the one-year-old, I saw a little girl, when you said 22, I could literally see you, imagine you being 22. So uh, I have never heard that before. And so the way that you explained it really made me think about uh, when, even think about the word trigger in a different sense, because we're triggered by past experiences that are not necessarily good. You don't normally say something that happened when you was younger that was a good situation, a trigger. You say it's a happy memory. You only associate trigger with negativity. Yeah. And so, I mean, I can think of some things that trigger me that happen. And it do it does take you back to that seven-year-old, whatever that age or whatever that that moment happened. And even though you may be 30, 30 years old, you're technically mindset wise went back in that moment to that occasion to that seven year old child. And so the way that you explain it actually is like a healing of some sort of you being able to realize your triggers, work within yourself to be able to understand, hey, at this point, I couldn't do this, but now I understand why this happened. I understand that in the whole circle of things, all, all those experiences helped make the Sabrina that I am today. Yes. And now that I know that I know that I know, now I'm going to share this information with other women so that they will not be trapped into their trigger zones. Yeah. Because many of us walking around in the present and we're trapped in the past. We trapped in a moment in time that we have not been able to get through. Now we're pushing through, we're doing all the things, but we can't get past that moment in the past. And so yeah. you explain it. I'm literally seeing all these little Sabrinas popping up, all these little Sabrinas. I'm like, I've never heard anyone explain it. It's such like that, you know, yeah. it's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of- it's interesting because if you think to yourself, if you've ever like fly fly off the handle, right? Some of us just fly off the handle. We just mm-hmm. act all crazy. And then literally 10 minutes after doing, after doing it, you're like, why the heck did I do that? Like, why did I act like that? That's just so ridiculous. That's just not even me because it wasn't you. It was another one. It was another Sabrina coming up and getting triggered. She woke up 
whatever was said or whatever was done or the tone or the look, that Sabrina woke up and she's the one that came out to fight or to get defensive or whatever it was. So the idea is you are you now. So you have to show up powerful enough to immediately, as soon as you feel it, immediately be you in who you are now. And you have to tell her, hey, calm down. But that's what we have to do. Calm down. That is not how we act anymore. We don't do, we don't have to act like that. We don't have to have outbursts or cry bursts or silent treatments, or we now, as this age, we now know how to communicate. We now know how to use our words. We now know how to sit and, and give space because we now know new tools. So you have to like retrain them basically to just, Hey, no, 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 no. We don't do that anymore. You have to tell her, you have to actually tell her, Hey, go sit down. I got this for you. So it's basically just reworking the inner workings of your mind. I, I would say like your brain is kind of all wired, different wires and those different triggers. Uh, first, you have to identify why you act the way you're acting because it's not your normal persona at this stage that you are at now. But it's giving you a great indicator that you need to heal something. And so um, the fact that if you're triggered by something, ladies, or even men, if you're watching, <clears throat> which I know you do because I see the analytics. <laughs> okay. I know you're watching. <laughs> Listen, if you're triggered and you act a certain way, what, what I'm hearing from what Sabrina is helping us with is that you need to identify why, what stage of your life yep. when you was dealing with that. And then you need to work on productive measures in order to heal that and be able to control it. Because now we're at the point that we understand we can communicate. And so um, living in this micro zoned out world that's so fast, it, it can really take you in different places. So you have to control yourself, okay? And so when I think about what you said and what you're doing and how you was able to not only um, empower yourself, but like I said, being able to help your child as well, and then you created all these little businesses to, uh, I just think that was just like incredible. I have never heard anyone in a relationship, a narcissistic relationship that was able to manage that. And I have never heard anyone that actually dealt with it to that extent of oversight. That's past hover mom. That's past like, that is like, woo. And you were still able. So that shows me no matter what situation you are in, you can figure out a way to get out if that is what you want to do. You can, we're so ingenuous. You can figure it out because you figured it out and you were successful and now you're helping women do the exact same thing. So when you think about this, women probably say, oh my God, I need to do what she did. Like, do I need to actually know what type of business I need to start? What kind of, how can I make a decision on what niche I want to commit myself to to get myself to have that freedom back again, the independence. So do you have any suggestions? You have to go with what works. There's a lot of things I tried. I tried um, doing a little thing at the gym. I tried to be a, a spin instructor at a gym that lasted maybe a year or so because he knocked that right off right away. Um, I tried to do babysitting 
again, I did, I probably had maybe 50 or so offers. I was maybe able to do it three times because he, again, literally would like not trust me, didn't want me to go, made up some excuse why I couldn't. I had to cancel last minute. Um, so just trying different things, trying all kinds of different things to see what would work within the parameters of what I was given. And a lot of them didn't work. And then some of them did work. And the other thing that I also like to acknowledge is when I say I collected 50 grand, it wasn't like, oh yeah, just money just kept falling into my account. Everything was just perfect. I actually actually lost my money two times. So when I collected six grand, when I had six grand in my account, I was like, I couldn't even believe I had never had six grand ever in my account from my, my whole life. And I wanted to brag. I wanted him to see it. I was just a stupid ego got in the way. And I kept my bank account screen open for a little too long. And he saw the money in there. He thought I was skimming off the top for the $200 he was giving me a week for my weekly allowance. And he freaked out. He stopped giving me my weekly allowance. My money went down. He like hovered over me even worse than he was doing before. Then I finally, he loosened up the ropes after a few, six months or so. He started paying me my allowance again. I had to start all over again. Then again, I collected $13,000. I was so excited. I was ready to go. I contacted my son's father. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm gonna, I'm leaving this shitty relationship. I'm out. Just wanted to let you know, just in case I might need some help with my son to kind of help. And he's like, yeah, sure. Literally a couple of weeks later, he asked to take my son on a camping trip. Never gave him back. I had to pay $18,000 in legal fees. Yeah. I had to pay $18,000 in legal fees. So I had $13,000 saved up. I had $5,000 in credit card debt at that point because the lawyer cost me 18 grand. So then I had to save again and I had to sit, I had to sit and I had to, in my car, I was literally bawling my eyes out. And I'm like, the universe hates me. I keep doing all the things. I'm doing what Les Brown is telling me. I'm doing what Tony Robbins is telling me. I'm doing what Barbara Cochran is telling me. I'm doing what Lisa Nichols is telling me and nothing's working. The universe hates me. I'm destined to be with this man for the rest of my life because I am a sinner, because I'm a horrible woman. And I had to make a decision. Am I going to do it again? Am I going to try again? Am I going to save again? And I made a decision to do it again, despite all of the ridiculousness. And the reason I did it again is because I didn't want to look back 10, 15, 20 years later and think to myself, what if I would have just done it one more time? And I'm telling you right now, I did it one more time. And I was able to collect $31,000 on my last stint which was 50 grand total, $31,000 is what I exited that relationship with. And thank goodness I tried it again. Mm, 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 mm. If that's not a comeback story of resilience and tenacity, and uh, I don't know what it is. Like the fact it's really uh, an analogy, a coach named Derek Harper, he talks about this analogy of the trampoline effect. Many people want success. Many people want to get out of different type of things. You can apply it to business. You can apply it to life relationships or whatever, but they don't want to go through the bottom part. In order to have the highs, you have to hit rock bottom. Okay. That's a trampoline effect. Okay. You got to bounce to have the trampoline effect. So you had the trampoline effect. You hit it and then you went high. You saved the money, and you, but it got taken away. You did it again. You did then you went back the third time. Just imagine if you didn't. And this time the lid was gone. 
Yep. So when you jumped this time, you was free. Yep. You were free. So wow, kudos to you for keep on trying because literally I'm so glad you shared and was so transparent um, because many people think it's easy. This is not easy, but it can be done. And the fact that you kept doing it and you have to, you had a lot of losses and that's with life. That's with business, uh, with any successful business that you talk with any multimillionaires or anybody that have five figures or more, they will let you know, like, listen, this was not easy. We lost more than what we won. (laughs) You're just seeing the winning part. You didn't see the struggle part. And so the fact that you kept on going. But I'm curious, Sabrina, do you have a community that individuals can come to to get like continuous help? Because, you know, when we on them lows, we need somebody to encourage us so we can bounce back on that trampoline again. Yes. Yeah. The community I'm building, I'm looking to build the largest all-female community on the planet. It's called Her Nation. And it is um, kind of like being run by an entire uh, army of female entrepreneurs, uh, coaches, mentors, therapists, teachers who are here to spread their knowledge, spread their knowings and uh, really help women rise. So how does one find your community to be a part of it? At the moment, it's on Facebook. It's uh, hernation.life. Um, and we're going to hang out there until we hit a magical number. I don't know what that magical number is yet. And we will, um, you know, I want to open up uh, physical locations. I want to, um, you know, get into a actual community like Mighty Networks or The Circle, um, where it's just us hanging out together as uh, an entire group of females. So going through the journey. Oh, it will happen. You already put it out there. It's going to happen now. It's already out in the air. It's going to happen. And so what advice would you give to women who hear all of this information, but and they have all the tools and they might not be like you in regards to, even though things was rough, you kept on trying. They, they have all the tools, you, but they procrastinate. Do you have any suggestions on ones who have that quality of procrastination. (laughs) I love the topic of procrastination because it is never ending. The one thing that I talk about all the time um, with individuals just in general is procrastination. You can never get rid of it. I believe that when you come up with a problem, when you see a problem, there's always a solution, right? There's Mm -hmm. no solution for procrastination because when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to everything else. So Dr. Tina, you and I are hanging out right now. We're educating an audience. We're building businesses. We're creating authority. We're doing all the things right in our business. But at the same time, we're procrastinating on our health. We might be supposed to be on the treadmill right now. We might be procrastinating with spending time with our family. Maybe we're supposed to be having dinner right now or on a family walk right now. There's always stuff that we should be doing other than what we're doing, even if we have the best intentions with what we're doing right now. So what I talk about is throw the word procrastination in the garbage. You're not lazy and you're not a procrastinator. The issue is what are you deciding to focus on right now? Is what you are saying yes to right now the best thing that you should be doing for your health, your relationships, your career, money, and your happiness? 
and just reevaluating that, always making sure that you have priorities listed every single day on the four things that you need to be focusing on that day. Mm-hmm. And listen, you don't have to be focusing on your family 100% every day or your health 100% every day. There's going to be an ebb and flow. The idea is to make sure that you are being self-aware of how many days have passed since it's been at 100%. And, um, you know, really paying attention to your energy and when you have peaks of energy, where you are putting your focus at. And that really helps alleviate the heaviness and the guilt of being a procrastinator. Because the guilt is real. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So I... I mean, you are really making me look different at the Webster Dictionary on these words that we use. Like, you need to go and just do an update on procrastination. The definition needs to be changed to the Sabrina way. And you need to... (laughs) And you just... I mean, then you just need to do a whole symposium on the inner child because Mm -hmm. I have never heard it explained in such such detail and such... uh, it's comprehensive but yet it was so simple at the same time and I really love the fact that how you break down what procrastination really is I have never heard it explained that way and I agree with you thank you okay what you prioritizing so mm, I I, I got me some good tips today yes I got me some good tips so uh do you have like any courses any books or Anything that we can um, opt into the viewing audience, the listening audience, because I know that they are just, they want to know. <laughs> yeah. So the um, the women, the teachers, mentors, coaches that I was talking about um, host a free workshop every Monday, 7.30 p.m. in an event called the Empower Hour. Um, it's free. You can hang out. You can go in and get a new learning on a new thing. We talk about everything from health, relationships, codependency, communication, just little tidbits of information that you can learn. You can take it in, put it in your toolbox and take it with you to be able to do a little bit better than you did yesterday. I mean, that's the whole goal. Wow. 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 Okay. So I'm excited about that. So you guys, uh, make sure that opt in ladies opt in to what she has going on now do you have uh any place that you want our audience to follow you listen to you go to your website anything like that yeah my website is sabrinavictoria.com nice and easy thank you and that has all of the things so all of my social media i predominantly hang out on linkedin and facebook um and obviously my group is very active the most active group I've ever seen, actually. Um, so dive into the Facebook group if you're a female. And um, yeah, all of my things, all of my courses, all the videos, all the groups that I host are all on my website. Awesome, awesome. So she made it, Sabrina made it very easy for you to be, be able to connect with her on any level that you choose to connect with her on, whether it's the courses, Facebook group, website, or whatever she has going on at that particular time. Sabrina, I want to thank you so much for coming on, being a featured guest on our show, sharing us how we can just tap into our full potential and how we can really walk into our full purpose without allowing whatever it is that's going on. We really have no excuse. We just have to be intentional on what we want and then move forward with it and don't allow uh, things such as it didn't work out 
the way that we wanted to work out stop us from doing what we need to do. We just keep on trying until it works, okay? Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing the importance of community, how we need to brag on ourselves a little bit at now and then until other people start bragging and how we need to be committed to ourselves in um, building our businesses as women. So thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you holding space. Oh, no problem, no problem. Our CTR Media Network sponsors. Thank you to our corporate sponsor, Sheree Moore of SheTrucking.com. SheTrucking.com is a community committed to helping women and minorities establish and maintain successful careers in the transportation industry. To learn more, go to SheTrucking.com. Thank you to our platinum sponsors, Eleanor and Leroy Mason from HappyAndHealthy.Global. HappyAndHealthy.Global is a business that educates and provides essential natural wellness products to build your health and your wealth. Go to HappyAndHealthy.Global today to learn more. Thank you to our silver sponsors, Business Course Academy. Business Course Academy is dedicated to helping to educate entrepreneurs and startup companies with the tools and the knowledge needed to successfully grow and generate wealth for their business. Check them out at businesscourseacademy.com. Thank you to our CTR Media Network sponsors. To learn more about our sponsors and CTR Media Network, go to ctrmedianetwork.com.